0: Mediated Conversation on SAFM. Time for your Mediated Conversation this Tuesday morning. Over the last few weeks, several groups in our health sector have warned that they believe we're about to have a massive shortage of nurses. Unions say we could actually find we have a shortage of up to 60,000 nurses in the next few years because many nurses are about to retire. At the same time, private healthcare companies say they're happy to train nurses and have permission to train nurses, but they say government has put a cap or a limit on the number of nurses they're allowed to train Every year. Just last week, the hospital group Netcare said this was a lot like load shedding, where government was warned for many years that it needed to invest but failed to do this. They suggest that the same thing is happening with nursing. So then, what is happening and why is there a shortage and is government failing to deal with this problem? Firstly, from the Hospital Association representing private hospitals in South Africa, Dr. Dumasani Bomela is the Chief Executive Officer of the Hospital Association of South Africa. Then, what do unions believe denosa the nursing union has been warning of this for some time their general secretary is quenna manamela russell Rensberg is the director of the rural health advocacy project rural areas have a particular problem around nurses and then to reply from the health department the spokesperson for the national health department foster Mokhale. we start then with dr dumasani bomela the ceo of the hospital association of south africa dr bomela good morning and thanks for your time
1: Uh, Good morning, Stephen. Uh, Thanks for and good morning to the listeners and thanks for having us.
0: Firstly, do we have a shortage of nurses now? Are you expecting a shortage of nurses in the near future? Dr. Bamela, are you still with us? Uh, No, that line seems to have dropped, unfortunately. Uh, let's see if we're able to get uh, the Dr. Bomela back with us now and just uh, continue with that uh, conversation. I think uh, one of the problems you had was that someone was uh, calling him. You know how that can happen on your phone when you are trying to have a conversation over WhatsApp and then the line drops. Unfortunately, let's see if we're able to uh, continue with the conversation uh, and just uh, get your mediated conversation underway uh, this morning just to find out what the situation is and what is happening uh, in the private healthcare sector, why it is that they keep warning that we are going to have a shortage of nurses. In the meantime, let's speak to the General Secretary of Denosa, uh, Quena Manamela. Quena, good morning, and thanks very much indeed for your time this morning. I really do appreciate it.
2: Quena, Can you, can you listen up? Good morning. Can you
0: hear me? I can, thank you. You've okay. been warning that we're going to have a shortage of nurses for some time. How bad do you think it will be?
2: Yeah, uh, indeed, there is a shortage, and we've been warning for a very long time. But where we are sitting today, there might be something that is not adding up here. Uh, firstly, is that there is a vacancy rate. We agree that there is a vacancy rate of around about 30% of shortage of nurses. But that that doesn't mean that there are no nurses to employ. It might be that the department is not having capacity to absorb uh, in those vacant positions uh, at once. Uh, but there is, we agree that there is a, a shortage of nurses. But uh, what, what the reason why I'm saying there is something that might not be adding up is that recently what we have found and what COVID has uh, uh, revealed recently is that we found out that the number of nurses that are sitting at home and are not working, uh, uh, initially we were not aware of their numbers, but we did our preliminary investigation in provinces to find out of the nurses that are produced, how many are, are absorbed after finishing their formal training. And we found out that uh, that number has been adding up for a number of years now, if not three uh, to four years, that the numbers were produced but were not absorbed by the system. And we wanted to know how many of those that are sitting at home. During COVID, you may realise that there are a lot of nets that were a, a, a cold that were given contracts, but the contacts were about three years, uh, not three years, yeah, three years, uh, three-year contract, but there were shorter contracts, not actually permanent employment. And our investigations show that we've got about 20,000 nurses that are loitering, that are sitting at home, that have been produced by the system. Uh, the government has spent a lot of money on them, but they're not absorbed by the system. But there is a cry. That there is a shortage of nurses. We agree. So, so uh, in the system, they are not they're in the system. They are not employed, but they are sitting at home.
0: All right, Kwena. Is the problem that government doesn't have enough money to employ them, so there aren't enough positions? Is that the issue?
2: The government doesn't have enough money to employ these nurses. But the nurses are sitting at home. There is a vacancy rate. Uh, the, system, the system itself has got a shortage of nurses.
0: Do you believe the private sector needs to train more nurses, particularly for the future? For future
2: years, we agree that uh, uh, alone we realize that because the numbers have been reduced uh, tremendously in the uh, nursing education institutions, included with the higher, uh, in the higher institutions, the numbers have been reduced. Future In future, yes, we agree that there will be a shortage of nurses if we don't uh, pull up our software and uh, train more nurses uh, uh, in the future. Because the aging, you, you, you might have seen the study that shows that around 53 53% uh, of uh, the nurses between 40 years and uh, uh, 60 years will be retiring in, in, in the near future.
0: So we'll be having
2: a very severe shortage of nurses.
0: Kwena, thank you very much indeed. Quenna Manamele is the General Secretary of the Nursing Union, Denosa. We've made contact again with Dr. Dumasani Bomela, Chief Executive Officer of the Hospital Association of South Africa. Dr. Bomela, good morning again. Sorry about these problems. Do you believe we have a shortage of nurses now? Are you expecting the shortage to get worse?
1: Yes. Uh, Good morning, uh, Stephen, and good morning to the listeners. Thanks for having us. The answer is yes, we do have a shortage, and uh, we do have a study uh, to back that up. And we think that uh, any delays in addressing that shortage are really going to the South African healthcare user is going to bear the brand of, uh, of that in the future to a certain extent. They are bearing the brand of the shortage that is there now.
0: How bad do you think this shortage is going to be? Is it going to get a lot more intense? And in as next- it
1: gets worse and worse, it's uh, it's it. it
0: Right, right, we're battling, unfortunately, I think, to hear um, Dr. Dumasani Bomela. We'll try and get him on a different line and just see if we're able to uh, do this. Unfortunately, this is one of those situations where I do need someone to explain the numbers, and I've been relying on him to do that because of the comments made by private sector nurses. All right, I think uh, the doctor is back with us now. Uh, Dr. Bormela, third time's the charm, so let's see if we have any luck. Okay, are you expecting the shortage of nurses to get more intense?
3: It will. It, it's inevitable. Uh, the 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 population is increasing the burden of degree of uh, disease is increasing as uh, the training has slowed down the gap is getting wider we have a study that we conduct that was conducted in uh, 20 in 2020 year 2020 and it shows exactly that the short answer to the question is yes it will get worse
0: you say that the number of nurses being trained has reduced. Now, some of that is about nursing colleges. I understand that your hospitals also train nurses. What kind of programs do you run?
3: We, have, uh, we are ready to offer all the programs uh, in the new cur- curriculum. So uh, there is um, basically uh, three different programs. The one is at certificate level. The other one is at diploma level. The other one is at uh, postgraduate level. We're ready to train. We've trained in the past. You see, we have a pedigree in the training of nurses. Our training institutions in the private sector, at some point in time, about 10 years ago, were producing the bulk. More nurses were trained in the private sector than uh, on other platforms. And therefore, we have the experience. We No one really should be doubting whether we can train them or not. It's a given. We've done it before, and we've stayed with that capacity. But uh, the allocations for us, the numbers that have been allocated for us to train, unfortunately have dwindled. At the peak, we were training in excess of 6,000 nurses in a cycle of three years of the, the three years that the nurses uh, get trained for and at the moment we, we literally at about maybe about a tenth of that we're looking at about uh maybe 600 uh uh training uh, for each of the major hospital groups that have got nursing uh nursing colleges so we just do not understand why we cannot be allowed to go back to the capacity and the training levels that uh, we were providing in the past.
0: Okay, so from what you're saying, is it just government who has refused to allow you to train the number of people that you used to train? Is this just government the, action? The, 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 the hurdles that we are experiencing
3: are directly from the South African Nursing Council. They accredit the programs that we offer in our training institutions as well as they approve the numbers for enrollment every year and in each program. That is where we've battled most.
0: So it's the nursing council who have reduced the number of people that you're allowed to train?
3: They are the ones that have uh, uh, given us much reduced numbers than uh, we thought we were ready to train.
0: Have they given you any reasons to why they've done that? You know,
3: it's a little thing here and there, but the overall impact, like uh, we interact with the nursing council, uh, we have a cordial relationship with them, and we get promises, we get meetings, we get all of that. But when we look, at where we were about five years ago, around about 2018, 2017, 2018, in terms of the training numbers, we found that we haven't moved an inch. So, in effect, uh, our interactions with the nursing council haven't been effective. Uh, They haven't been impolite to us. Uh, They have uh, uh, engaged with us, but there's no results. But the Bottom line is this. We have training capacity that is sitting redundantly. We've got the capacity in terms of infrastructure and uh, personnel. And it's available. It's been used before. It's proven. The lot of the nurses that are providing the services that we get in both the public and private sector were trained in our institutions. And there's no reason for any regulator or even government or any other stakeholder to be doubting the fact that uh, we do have the capacity and uh, uh, we should be allowed to train.
0: This seems completely arbitrary. You're suggesting then, I mean, that there doesn't seem to be any good reason for them to impose this limit, to reduce the number of people that you can train every year. I mean, we seem to be sleepwalking into a major crisis.
3: We, we, We have to look ultimately... At the overall effect of what has happening, what has happened, and what is happening, the overall effect is that we are not allowed to claim. We do not doubt the engagement and the willingness uh, to lend a, an ear to us uh, when we try to reach out to the relevant stakeholders, be it the nursing council, or the, uh, uh, the Department of Health, but. Our direct interactions with the nursing council, which is the key regulator, uh, have not uh, really borne any foot at this point. And it's getting worse. We are worried about that.
0: Dr. Dumasani Bomele, thank you. The Chief Executive Officer of the Hospital Association of South Africa. We did make contact with the Nursing Council yesterday. They said that we needed to deal with the Health Department. Well, you'll hear the Health Department respond to this in a moment. First, Russell Rensberg is the Director of the Rural Health Advocacy Project. Your mediate a conversation uh, around what we understand to be a shortage of nurses continues. Russell, good morning.
4: Good morning, Stephen, and good morning
0: to the listeners. Are you already experiencing a nurses a, a shortage of nurses in rural areas?
4: Yeah, well, you know, nurses are a very important component of the health workforce. They make up probably sixty two percent. And if we want to sort of achieve our universal health coverage targets by twenty thirty, we really need to have a strong and capable nursing workforce in all, at all levels of the health system, not just at the hospital, particularly at primary healthcare, where nurses basically drive the system. We did a a sort of study on on using things like community service, which is a a, a mandatory program where all um, qualified nurses have to serve a year of community service in the rural areas, sort of as a benchmark to see what's happening. Now, and we were also involved in the development of the 2030 HRH strategy. So we know over the long run, there is a massive shortage of nurses. But what happens is that government is probably one of the bigger employer of nurses and sponsors the training of professional nurses who are often trained at universities. I'm, very, I'm not clear, I'd love to see um, Dr. Bembela's report on, on private sector training, but there are different categories of nurses. And I think the, the, the shortages are more acute depending on the level that the nurse is at. Um, I think I can confer, confer with my colleagues from the NOSA that we have a lot of underemployed nurses or professional nurses in the system at the moment. And this is partly because, firstly, post-community service. If government can't employ them, they release them. right? So a lot of nurses have even been released from their bursary obligations because there's no money to employ them. So there are there is some underemployment. I think the level where the private sector have trained and have trained a significant amount of nurses has been at the level of nursing assistants. And that's probably where there is a challenge, because there's different categories of nurses. And I think that's basically where the site of struggle is at the moment. What category of nursing assistants should we be training? What curriculum should we be following? How do we standardize the training of the professionals between the private and the public sector? And I think that's been the debate that's sort of been stalling all of these accreditation processes. And we feel there's a need for people to sort of sit together and try and figure out what the needs are. I think the main priority at the moment is trying to absorb this new capacity that we're bringing into the system, be it in the public sector or the private sector, because we have a much bigger problem, which is the demographic aging problem. More than 50% of the nurses in the system at the moment are approaching 50 years of age and could retire in the next two to three years. So if we're not absorbing the new nurses that we're training, and all these nurses retire in mass, we will have a crisis that we have never experienced before in terms of the provision of healthcare. So I don't think this is really about shooting each other in the foot, but rather for these two parallel sectors to work together to ensure that we keep the holding capacity. The private sector needs to employ professional nurses, but we need to get a standardized curriculum for an, in the role nursing assistants so that they all trained in a universal way and that the system overall benefits. But if we're going to continue like, diluting the profession by creating these small little qualifications, three months, six months, to service particular needs in in private hospitals, then we're not really going to move forward with the nursing crisis. Thank you.
0: Over. <laughs> Russell Redensburg, out. I appreciate the time. Thank you very much indeed, Director at the Rural Health Advocacy Project. In a moment, to respond to all of this from the National Health Department, Foster Mohale. Your mediated conversation around a nursing shortage will continue. Mediated Conversation on SAFM. Continuing your Mediated Conversation this morning around our nursing shortage. Foster Mohale is the national spokesperson for the National Health Department. Foster, good morning. Thanks for your time.
5: Good morning, Stephen, and good morning to our listeners, and thanks for this opportunity.
0: Well, we made contact with the Nursing Council yesterday on this issue. They directed us to you, so let me put the question I would ask them to you. Why are private companies being told to reduce the number of nurses that they're training?
5: I think uh, without uh, putting my weight in the mouth of uh, the nursing council, I know the nursing council, they consider a number of factors, uh, the capacity uh, by the institutions uh, to train uh, the nurses, the capacity, the fiscal resources, the number, and the classroom, and also the issue, the work with the ratio. So they're trying to avoid the situation where one is uh, a lecturer of a clinical facilitator is uh, now facing a so huge number of uh, students. So that also can compromise the quality of nursing, but also the issue of a clinical facilities where they're going to be exposed to uh, practical training.
0: Okay. Do you accept that we're going to have a shortage of nurses? I realize that there are nurses as the unions have explained, there are nurses who are sitting at home, but it seems unarguable that in the next few years we are going to have a shortage because so many nurses are going to retire. Do you agree with that?
5: And let me start by responding to some of the issues, um, I mean, statement raised by the previous, the previous speaker. With regards to the, uh, to the shortage of nursing, I'm going to respond in two ways. We've got, we agree that we've got the shortage of Uh, nurses in certain categories, but we also uh, have uh, oversupply of nurses in other categories like auxiliary and uh, uh, enrolled nursing, which are mostly the nursing assistants. As of now, the shortage is mainly in the category of nursing specialists. Here we talk of nurses who are able to see the patients. We talk of the nurses who are able to assist the ma- uh, pregnant mothers to deliver the days. We call the midwives. We talk about the nurses who are able to work in the intensive care units and the ICU. So that is the shortage of, that is the category where we've got the shortage, precisely because majority of these specialists, they get pushed by the private sector by, and also by uh, uh, companies abroad. So we are working closely with the uh, this uh, uh, nursing council in order to see and uh, also the private sector in order to see how to address this issue because we don't want to find ourselves in a situation where really we don't have uh, this nurses because uh, as you know that even in terms of the doctors we've got the shortage of doctors so some of these specialists are able to do some of the work that can be done by the doctors
0: Okay, but the private sector as I understand it's ready to help you train some of these specialist nurses so surely the obvious thing to do is to let them do that
5: you know, we, we, we do agree, but remember also, maybe they also need to clarify, as you know, that uh, the government is saving about 84% of the population, and the private sector is saving about uh, 14% or 15% of the population. So if they can assure us that, indeed, what they are going to train, are they going to train and and, and hand over to the to the public sector? But what we you know is that they are training for themselves, not training for the public sector. No, they're not training to assist that 84 to 85% of the population.
0: But you still shouldn't stop them from training people for them to use themselves, if you see what I mean. I mean, for example, uh, lawyers are trained by people. No one puts a cap on the number of lawyers you can train, and they don't all work for government. Why should it be the same with nurses, would go the argument.
5: We are trying, as government, we are trying to strengthen our primary health care As you know that as we're in in, in preparation there to roll out the national health insurance. So we are trying to strengthen the primary health care. So that's why we're trying to train most of businesses. We train and uh, place them in rural and remote areas, not in suburban areas to serve. A majority, I mean, majority of clients who are already medically insured. So we need to strengthen our primary health care so that people don't have to travel a long distance just to see. I, a I, I, I understand
0: that, but that's not helped by putting a cap or lowering the cap on what the private sector can do. It doesn't help anyone to lower the cap. That's my point. No. No, no, the
5: cap is mainly uh, uh, in line with what I said, that the issue of the requirements uh, that are set by the South American Nursing in terms of, of the ratio. But also, as I indicated, that we also need to think, you don't need to think uh, uh, for the private sector, but we must think for the entire population on how to assist the entire population, not only uh, one category of the population.
0: Absolutely. My point is this. You accept that we may have a shortage of nurses in the future and you accept that we have a shortage of specialist nurses. The private sector is prepared to help you with that. And you are saying no, that surely doesn't make sense. We need more nurses generally across the board. The more nurses they are, the better. The private sector is saying we'll help you create more nurses. And from what you're saying, you're saying no. No, 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 we are saying, no, if they can do
5: that, but also if they can uh, uh, think beyond uh, the private sector, but also think for the entire population, we know which is not uh, entirely uh, possible on their side. But also, we are not just sitting as government there. Uh, we, we are also trying to accredit a number of our nursing uh, uh, colleges in order to accredit, I mean, to train these nursing specialists. As we speak so far, the higher education department has designated about 10 provincial nursing colleges with food for campuses and 40 campuses. Uh, to train uh, nurses in these new programs, which to show that we are doing something. We are are not just sitting uh, waiting for this uh, this bomb to explode. So we are trying to do everything possible, working closely with the private sector to address the challenge of shortage of nurses.
0: Okay, so you're aware that there'll be a shortage and you're doing everything you can to make sure that we don't have one?
5: Definitely, we are not just sitting. And we are not working uh, in silo. We uh, consistently uh, communicate with our uh, counterparts in the private sector.
0: Postama thank you. Spokesperson for the National Health Department. Well, my, my thanks also to Dr. Dumasani Bomela, this is the Chief Executive Officer, of the Hospital Association of South Africa, Ransel Rensburg, is the director of the Rural Health Advocacy Project, and the General Secretary of the Nursing Union, Denosa, this is Quena Mana Mela. Well, interesting mediated conversation. Let's see how things all pan out. We will see you tomorrow from Zelma, Stanza, Banyana, and do myself look after yourself. You are the SFM leading the conversation at nine o'clock.